Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Jordan Wilson. He's the development director at Friends of Sinners. He's married to Kaylee, and they have a three-year-old son named Knox and a one-year-old daughter named Lemon. He's also the youth director at his church in Henderson, Kentucky, and he is a published author, and we're going to talk about that today. His book, Jesus is Greater Than Drugs, The Only War Won by Surrender. I love that. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Jordan. Thank you, Teresa. I'm happy to be on Absolutely. Okay, so just in case some of our listeners have not heard your story before, do you mind giving us, um, you know, that short and abridged version? Or you, you can take as long as you want, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the floor is okay. yours. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, long story short, I was a hopeless drug addict. I'm talking... Uh, I knew for sure that I would die before I was 30. I was addicted to a number of different substances. Um, and then in 2016, uh, exactly March 27th of 2016, I had an encounter with Christ that changed my life, that changed my heart. Um, and I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. I then went on to a drug recovery program about two hours um, uh, outside of Owensboro called the Isaiah House in Central Kentucky. That's where I graduated. I learned, you know, um, I learned what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, which was ministry. I uh, started um, in their case management department and eventually found my niche in public relations. Uh, I uh, worked on my career, did some college, and became their public relations manager. Uh, about that time, I met my wife. Uh, we got married, uh, had a couple of kids. And after a couple of years of being in management at the Isaiah house, uh, my wife and I felt the spirit of God moving us to another ministry. Uh, lo and behold, it was friends of sinners here in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I was hired on as their development director. Um, and then my wife and I wanted to find the, a, a home to live in. So we found a home in Henderson, Kentucky, where my wife was working at the time. She now works in Evansville. But we bought a house in Henderson and started attending his church. That's the name of the church is his church, and mm-hmm. it's in Henderson. Uh, and after about a year of attending that church, I was called in for a lunch, and um, the pastor told me that I was God was telling him to hire me as his youth director. So <laughs> I accepted that position. Um, so I'm bio-vocational there for my, for my church. And um, about a year ago, I published my book called Jesus Greater Than Drugs, The Only Word Won by Surrender, which is, it's the long version of my testimony. It's very specific. And it really, the main goal is to point people to Christ, whether whatever their vice is, whatever struggle they may be facing, that Christ is the answer. Absolutely. Well, you've got, you've got an amazing story, Jordan. And, um, you know, you're doing a lot. You and your wife and your family. I mean, how do you uh, how do you manage everything? You're the youth director, and uh, mm-hmm. and then you're working full time at uh, Friends of Sinners. How do you do all that? And and with your family, right? So yeah, my house is built on Christ, right? When I say my house, I mean my life. Uh, I, I couldn't do anything that I do without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, without uh, just the rest that He gives me and the partner that He gave me. My, 
God brought me my wife, who is 100% equal partner in ministry with me. She helps me in the youth. She even helps with Friends of Sinners. You know, she has a master's in marketing. And so she's uh, just really carries a lot of my burdens with me. And uh, she's just an absolute godsend. But, you know, every day um, at the end of my day, after I'm done with all of my work and put the kids to bed, I uh, I do my one-on-one time with the Lord. And that brings me back to you know, the root of, of my life and the reason for why I'm doing everything that I'm doing. That's beautiful. Isn't it amazing, Jordan, how God, you know, brings us just that really it's the perfect person for each individual um, mm-hmm. just to counterbalance everything and just to support and work alongside of you. I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, let, let's talk about, I mean, since we last spoke, that was the beginning of the year, you were definitely sending out some copies of your books, but not a lot during that time. So um, a lot of things have transpired for you in your life, a lot of great things. And God's given you such a heart for helping others overcome their addictions and to turn to him. So tell us about the moment Jesus Ministries came to life. Sure. So I was, uh, my book had been published for a few months and, uh, the whole purpose of writing the book was to give people hope. I, I didn't do it to become a best-selling author or make money whatsoever. I just wanted to, you know, help people, you know, point to Christ. And I was on the way to work one morning at Friends of Sinners and I was passing the Davies County Detention Center. And I remembered that I had a friend who was serving time in there. I didn't know how long he would be in there, but I knew he had struggled with uh, drug addiction. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to donate a copy of my book to the jail uh, for them to put in their library. But I'm going to ask whoever I turn this into for my friend to get it first. And so I did that. I donated the copy and uh, I actually spoke to the captain of the jail and he said he would deliver it straight to my friend. And uh, I left there feeling so encouraged. I just felt so good about not only would my friend read it, but hopefully many inmates would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, I actually went to work at Friends of Sinners and um, my pastor texted me. He said, Jordan, you got mail here uh, at the church, which was odd because I never receive mail at the church. Anyway, it was a young man. Uh, my pastor opened the letter and sent me a picture of it. It was a young man who was in drug recovery. He said he read my book and he surrenders like the Christ. Oh, wow. And he was in rehab uh, at the time and reading my book found out that I worked at, you know, my church. And so anyway, uh, I knew that God was doing something in that moment. And I, I shared all of that with my wife and started praying for God to give me uh, kingdom ideas. I wanted God to, you know, just give me ideas that would advance the kingdom. And in that moment, God showed me that I was to donate a copy of my book to every jail, prison, and juvenile correctional facility in the United States of America. Um, and it was like, what? <laughs> like, God, how That's a big deal. I, right? You know, because my little mind would have said, you know, maybe just Kentucky. You know, like that's right. going to be a big enough task. That's my home state. But I didn't hear Kentucky. I heard the whole country. So um, that's when it was birthed, um, Jesus Ministries. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty incredible. And, you know, you listen to God because 
you could have thought that was your own self thinking that, but you didn't. You knew the voice of God. When you know the voice of God, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so what detention facilities did you start sending your book to? And did you send one copy to each facility, or how did that work? Right. So uh, what we did was we, we bought a big map. Like, it took up my whole living room wall, but we tacked it on the wall. We made a Facebook post saying, this is what we're doing. Uh, we crunched the numbers and realized it was going to take about $8 uh, to get the book made and ship it to each jail. So I would ship one book to each jail. Um, and it took a lot of research. You know, we had to one by one find all of these jails and prisons. Um, so we made the post asking, you know, if anybody wants to help us out. Well, people started donating enough money to cover entire states. Wow. Um, which was, you know. Uh, $800, uh, $2,000, $3,000. And people were just saying, hey, I want to cover the entire state of Tennessee. I want to cover the entire state of California. So from start to finish, it, it lasted five months. We raised $41,000 and shipped to over 5,000 facilities. Oh, my goodness. 5,000 mm-hmm. facilities. Okay. So like you said, it had to take a lot of research to do that. What did you do? Just Google search it or what did you do? That's the- it. Seriously? We, we, <laughs> yep. We, we Google searched it. Um, and I had a friend in South Carolina who we met through social media. She said, Jordan, I can't donate financially, but I'm going to help you find these addresses. Wow. So she would find the addresses, do hours of research and email every facility to me. That is so awesome. That's incredible how the body of Christ <laughs> came together. For this project. Okay, so we want to hear more, but let's take a quick break right here. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Jordan, you shipped out a lot of books to 5,000 facilities, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Over okay. 5, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. so did you do all this from your home or where? Yeah, so mainly we did. Um, I mean, I've still got about 5,000 books set, or 500 books sitting in my garage right now. But uh, thankfully, uh, the Owensboro Times picked up the story about, you know, what my wife and I were trying to do. And a local Bible study in uh, Philpot reached out and they said, hey, we want to help. So they would um, package the books for me at their house, take them to the post office and ship them. And so I had a total of about 10 people uh, working to help me get these books out. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. That's what we're supposed to be doing for one another. I mean, that's oh, yeah, it. It, was, it. It took so much pressure off of me and my wife. Uh, and don't get me wrong, we still worked a lot, you know, to market it and raise the funds and get them out. But to have so many other people behind us helping us and supporting us was really encouraging. Oh, yeah, that is. Okay, so... um I want to hear the response that you got back from some of the detention centers. They had to have let you know something, right? Yeah. So um, I will usually every week I will get anywhere from, you know, one to five emails from a chaplain at the facility saying, thank you so much. You know, we have added this to our library. This is a much needed resource. Um, And then I've actually got a few letters from inmates. Um, Inmates who will write me at Friends of Sinners or, you know, the church, and they'll say, hey, your book touched me. Thank you so much. I'm surrendering to Christ. So it's really been incredible. Um, And not only that, but I am scheduled to speak in three different states over the next couple of months. I'm going to be speaking at a church in Atlanta. 
a prison in, in Tennessee, and a juvenile facility in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. So God has really opened up those doors of opportunities for you with your book. Wow. Look what he's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where, where are you going first, Jordan? So we will be going to Atlanta, Georgia to speak at a church um, next month. Okay. Is that to their congregation or a, a group um, that's more like more of a rehabilitation group? No, this is a congregation. Many pastors reach out saying, you know, look, we want to serve. We want to have a, you know, we want to help the addict, but we don't know how. So that's kind of where uh, people like me can come in that can share uh, the truth of the gospel and and help explain uh, the best way to reach a drug addict. So they're having me come down. And, of course, I'll be bringing books with me, but I'll also be sharing my testimony, too. Okay, so here here's an odd question, okay, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Has any facility refused your book? I actually have, yeah. Um, I would say out of 5,000 facilities, I've only had um, 15, approximately mm-hmm. 15 refused the books, and uh, only one uh, sent a letter back, um, or excuse me, uh, two of them sent letters, letters back. One of them said, we, we fear... <laughs> that this may be too graphic. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I do have an advisory sticker saying that there is explicit content in there. Mm-hmm. Um, partially that's because, you know, it is not a kid's book, right? right. Uh, there's right. no vul- vulgar language in there, but there is heavy drug use. Mm-hmm. But it's also a marketing strategy. <laughs> you know, I work mm-hmm. full time in marketing. So you see that sticker, you're inclined to open the book. Uh, so they refuse for that reason. And then I actually had one signed by a chaplain who said, please return the book, thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll send it somewhere else. (laughs) It's all good. I just thought I'd ask you that question. Um, (laughs) You recently did a TV interview with the 700 Club. So tell us about that and how that came about. Oh, yeah, that was incredible. Um, I made every year when I'm a New Year clean and sober, uh, I make a, a short Facebook post of an updated picture of me and my family with a few old mug shots and just, you know, a short testimony of when I got saved and what my life's like now. Well, when I was five years clean, I'm actually approaching seven years clean. But when I was five years clean, um, the, the Facebook post went viral. Over 100,000 shares. It just went crazy. And um, I was on vacation. Uh, and someone called me from work saying, Jordan, a producer from the 700 club called and wants to (laughs) film your story. No kidding. So I got out my computer, um, and it also sent me an email. And so, uh, it took a few months, but they, they came down to my house in Henderson and they filmed my story. They filmed me and my wife and they put my dad on there too, because he was the one who invited me to church the day I got saved. So it was a really cool, I mean, they filmed all day and um, just the work they did was incredible. Yeah, I love the 700 Club. They they really, they share those testimonies of people, you know, um, on how God has really uh, done such a great work in their life. And he's certainly done that with you and so many other people. So that's that was a great opportunity. Um, do you have any other doors that have opened for you? I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot right now going on, Jordan. Yeah, no, I, we do stay very busy. I, I think I'm as busy as I can be at a healthy level, right? Like uh, I, I've still got to rest and spend time with the family. But 
um, just about every weekend, I've got something going on. I, I get the opportunity uh, here in a couple of weeks to speak in my hometown of Madisonville, Kentucky, which I'm really excited about because that was where, you know, I did all of my, my dirt. And it's exciting to come back and show my community, my old community, who I am today. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's always a church or a jail or a youth group that I'm speaking to, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to visit any of the inmates who received a copy of your book? Not yet. Um, I actually got uh, a phone call at Friends of Sinners yesterday or last week mm-hmm. where an inmate read my book and he wants to start doing video calls with me because he's in Michigan. So oh. I thought that was that was really cool, you know. And uh, just today I sent him a letter and another inmate in uh, Mississippi a letter who had uh, written me. So that's neat. Yeah. Through through all of this, Jordan, and what God has done in your life, um, how has He matured you up in the ways of the Lord, and how do you stay on that straight narrow path with Him? God has showed me that He has turned, He is turning my my pain into purpose, um, shame into glory, like truly. Uh, what I thought was going to kill me, which was my addiction, I am using for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And once we realize that, you know, like life is full of pain and things that don't seem fair and things that hurt us, we can choose to sit in that and, and let it eat us away. Or, you know what, we can trust God and say, God, you know what, it's not about me anyway. And you say, how can you get glory from this? No matter what. No matter what your situation is, no matter the pain you've had, God can still use it. And no matter what, God's still good. And he's helped me realize that. And um, Ephesians 3.20 says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can think, ask, or imagine. You know, my goal seven years ago was just to walk with Christ and do whatever he said on a daily basis, you know, because I do walk with him closely. Um, And God said, uh, watch this. You know, and he's uh, just given me a life that I never imagined possible for me. And it's it's really it's really exciting because you never know what's next. But uh, God's trustworthy, even when you can't see the next step and it looks like you're just about to step on the water. um, There's always a step. You know, he always he'll even let you walk on water. Mm -hmm. He blesses your obedience. You know, I I truly believe that. And his word says that, you know, he does bless our obedience. And as we look to him and we want to please him, and sometimes that is challenging. You know, some Mm -hmm. people live within a family environment that not everyone is a believer and maybe a, you know, maybe one, the spouse isn't a believer and, and that's hard for people. But, wouldn't you agree, Jordan? You just need to say, God, help me right where I'm at, you know, come into my heart. Yeah. And he does. It's, it's, it's pretty much as simple as that, isn't it? It's so simple. At the beginning. You know, some, yeah. <laughs> when you surrender your life to Christ, you know, everything else becomes secondary, right? You know, people's opinion, other yeah. relationships. I'm not saying that those things aren't important, but it's God over everything. And when That's you keep right. your eyes on him, everything else is just less important. 
That's right. And he supplies all of your needs regardless. He supplies everything that you need. Just stay focused on him. Okay, let's take another quick break. We'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Oh, Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Jordan, I have so enjoyed just catching up with you and finding out what God has done and what he continues to do in your life. And um, let's let's talk about Friends of Sinners and um, let's talk about their annual Unchained event. So tell us all about it. Yeah, Unchained. Gosh, this is one of our biggest fundraisers. And you know what's so wild about it is it's a completely free event. Is <laughs> um, it? It's, ha- it's a totally free event. It's um, it's We call it a community event, you know, and we're going to be at Chautauqua Park on Saturday, August the 20th. Um, from 11 a.m. to about 5 to 6 p.m., there are going to be live Christian bands performing. Uh, we're going to have bouncy houses for the kids. We're also going to bring in a superhero, probably Batman or Spider-Man, to take pictures with kids and families. Um, but how we raise money is we're going to have a silent auction, which is really exciting. I've got things such as vacation giveaways, limo rides, um, gift cards, boutiques, you name it. Uh, that's how we raise funds, and of course, we'll be there selling our merchandise, and also we'll be selling uh, barbecue ribs and Boston butts. So that's how we raise money. But to come to the event, it's totally free. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. Okay, and bring your kiddos, right? Yeah, bring the whole family. Um, you know, my family will be there, and all all staff of Friends of Sinners will be there, and their families, and then our clients too. So it'll be a good chance to meet those who are, um, you know, the people that we're serving. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Friends of Sinners. I know we haven't really talked about them or touched on them as far as their purpose, but why don't you talk to us about that? Sure. Friends of Sinners is a Christ-centered substance abuse recovery program for men and women. Uh, we have an 18-month men's program and a 12-month women's program. Uh, and our goal is to reach those who are suffering from addiction and to point them to the arms of Jesus Christ, where true freedom lies. Um, Our program, we allow our clients to work. We help them get there. We help them get jobs. We assign them a discipler, uh, a sponsor, and really just prepare them uh, for life once they graduate our program. And it's a very successful program. I know I've talked to Jessica, you know, with the Friends of Centers for Women, and the success rate is very high compared to, um, you know, maybe a secular rehab facility. And there's nothing wrong with that either, you know, going to right. a rehab that that's not Christ-centered. I mean, just so you get help, right? But right. There, there's just something different. I mean, and that's Christ, you know, and uh, I just believe he helps us all. But if we're struggling, having problems, if there's some someone out there like a family member, Jordan, that's listening and they want to get their family member help, but the family member is not wanting help, what would you say to them? So I would say that I am the product of a praying mama. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing that you can do for someone is you can bring it to the altar. You know, you, you pray and then also fast. Consider fasting. Fasting is biblical for chains to be broken. Um, and then once you speak to that person, just meet them right where they are, full of love, seasoned with salt, the salt of the gospel, you know, that you love them. Um, but that that the answer is so simple. And that answer is that relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm t- and I say that 
from experience because I've done every other way in the world outside of Christ and nothing worked until I surrendered my life to Christ. Mm, That's good. And that's true for all of us, you know, Um, every single one of us out there. So what words of encouragement would you give to someone who's struggling? And, and maybe it's not a drug addiction. Maybe, maybe it's something else. How would you encourage them? Oh man, there's so much scripture that tells us to cast all of our anxiety on Christ because he cares for us. He says, peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do do not be afraid. Bring your burdens to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like that may seem too simple for some, but it's real. It's authentic. It works. And I know because I still am able to do that daily. You know, there are still things that I have that I need to bring to the cross. And when I do that, I find liberty. So tell God what's going on. He already knows, but it's about relationship. Tell him and then thank him for what he's done and believing that what he said he'll do. Absolutely, because he will. Jordan, where should someone start reading in the Bible if they've not opened it up before and they don't even know where to start? What would you say to them? Chapter or John, the book of John. I actually just had an inmate reach out to me and I told them, start reading about the life of Jesus. You know, you'll find that in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. But uh, I always point people to John. Uh, start reading about Jesus, even if you've never, even if you've already done it, read about the life of Jesus because it's the living, breathing word of God. And once you start reading it on a regular basis and start that prayer life, you will, re- you'll realize, you'll turn around and realize that you've, you've got more freedom than you had. Mm, that's good. Would you like to pray us out, Jordan? I'd love to. Okay. Lord God, we love you and we thank you for your son and the sacrifice that he made for us to be saved, Lord. And we thank you that if we are yours, God, then we're co-heirs with Christ, Lord. And God, I just pray for anyone listening, God, that they feel the draw of the Holy Spirit because you're the good shepherd who leaves the 99 after the one. And God, there is nothing that we could ever do, God, to uh, earn your grace or or not be given your love, God, because you're just a good father. So I pray that the listeners know that, God, that they find freedom in you, hope in you, and are encouraged today, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jordan, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And um, I can't wait to hear next what the Lord is doing with you. I mean, it's he's so something big, <laughs> yes. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more studio. 